Welcome, welcome, everybody. I hope everybody liked the new intro I created. Um, so before I bring my special guest, I just want to bring on my special martini that I created. So here it is right here. Sips to everybody. Um, so it is uh, an orange chocolate martini. Basically, it has um, a half and half uh, ounce and a half of uh orange juice, about an ounce of vanilla vodka, and an ounce of double chocolate liquor. So here, cheers to everybody. So without further ado, I am bringing on Miss Saida. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. How are oh, you? Oh, you're very welcome. I'm doing well. You know, I was expecting a lot worse outside weather-wise you know we had a couple of winds and the lights flickered a little bit earlier so thank god everything is good now <laughs> that's all well, we need for the power to go off during the podcast uh, you so. know i was worried about that earlier today because we had a, a, a bad windstorm earlier today i hope you know i thought about that too it's like oh no yeah yeah you know? i know i know but we're here and <laughs> we are here we are here. So tell tell everybody about yourself. Okay. I'm sorry. My boy likes to be oh, on cute. He's a white German shepherd. When I call him, Beautiful. he won't come. And when I want him to show up so I can show people, he doesn't come. But when I don't. Beautiful. <laughs> anyway, that's a white German shepherd. So tell you want me to tell you about myself. Yes. So um, let's see. I'm a complicated individual. <laughs> So metaphysically speaking, I was born and raised in a household that practiced magic and um, Santeria, Palo, and Brujeria. And because my mother was from Cuba, she's you know Afro-Cuban, and my aunt lived with us. On my dad's side, I'm Greek. My mother's side, I'm Cuban. So all this magic stuff was just a, an everyday part of life for me right and um so it was nothing special in fact it was something that i was embarrassed about hi nando and you know it's things i didn't tell people but it was something that i lived every day and you know eventually i you know i became initiated as a santera and a palera and um but you know because i tried to get away from everything i became very scientific and um i ended up uh well first i ended up modeling and then i was doing mm -hmm. acting and then i went to beauty school and got my cosmetology license then i joined the air force and my god i did to be um um, aeromedical evacuation medic and instructor. And uh, I was in a combat unit and I was lucky to go to, to Nam a couple of times. It was just land pickup, right? Went to nursing school, um, did it the hard way, became an LPN, got an associate's degree as an RN, got a bachelor's degree as an RN, then got a master's degree. And here I am back to my roots. And I got, um, interested in hoodoo and i i don't want to talk bad about you know the african diaspora religions but you know i just got tired of the animal sacrifices they just always mm -hmm. bothered me 
a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, I mean, I just um, couldn't do it. And one time I was about to, to you know, over my Palo pot, I was about to to um, sacrifice a chicken. And my dog looked at me. She gave me this look. And I'll never forget that look for the rest of my mm. life. And I put the chicken down. And I never sacrificed another animal. Isn't that weird? An animal got me wow. out of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I found Hoodoo. And, you know, although Hoodoo does have some animal sacrifices, but it's only if you wish to do it. It isn't like you're, mm -hmm. you know, because when you do sacrifices, you know, it's, it's believed that the blood, the blood has, you know, essence and nourishment, and that's what you're feeding the entities. It, you mm -hmm. know, it's done kosher and it's done um, very humanely. If the person, if the person is legitimate, you know what I mean? I've, I've, seen where and read where they have animals thrown against the wall and that's 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 brutal you mm -hmm. know excessive animal sacrifice is actually scorned on by the entities of santeria and paulo um it really ought not be excessive it's only when the we call them orishas in santeria it's only when they ask for it and it's mm -hmm. not that often you know what I'm saying? So, but I just, I still honor the Orishas. I'm still a priestess. Um, okay. I still give offerings. I just won't do animals. And you know what? Um, they're still with me and they still help me. So yeah, can't be doing it, you know, all that bad. But I loved hoodoo because hoodoo is, um, it's, um, comes from Africa also. So when mm -hmm. all these, slaves from the slave trades in the 1600s when you know they were brought into the americas for instance when they were taken to brazil that was the birth of condoble when they were taken to haiti it was the birth of voodoo v-o-d-o-u okay when they were taken mm -hmm. to cuba it was the birth of santeria you know which is they integrate you know the the religions with their religions you know predominantly Catholicism, but when they came to, to, um, at the time we were actually British America is what we were back in the 1600s. And, um, they dispersed the, the slaves throughout the Southern states. Right. And mm -hmm. who do varies it, you know, if, if there were predominantly native Americans in one state, then the practitioners would share their knowledge with the native american practitioners so voodoo has native american influence it has oh, okay. um, all these different influences catholicism um baptists you know the southern baptists so it depends on what state they were sent to you know mm -hmm. so hoodoo's got a mix or and it's believe it or not it's um really heavily influenced by European magic also. So wow. it, was, huh. and it just depends, you know, like um, in um, the Carolinas, for instance, you have the Gullah and hoodoo in those areas with the Gullah becomes a closed practice. When it, when the slaves went to um, 
Louisiana, mm -hmm. right? Um, the slave traders also brought in Haitians who had initially been slaved, enslaved in um, France, okay? So they brought them over, and so now their practice integrated with the others, and it became V-O-O-D-O-O, -O -O, which is oh, actually okay. religion, okay? In Cuba, there's a variation of voodoo, and it's spelled V-U-D-U, -U. so you have to really watch those spellings, you know, but... Yeah, yeah. But when I do watch the spellings, I can I can identify a fraud right away. You know, oh, I'm um, they'll they'll use the the Haitian uh, word for priest or priestess, but then they they use the um, the the Louisiana spelling for voodoo. It's like, nah, I don't think so. You know what I mean? So, but right now, <clears throat> right now, I'm so sorry. He's acting up. That right. is fine. I have, I, <laughs> I befriended, you're making me cough. You, I befriended a, a Haitian voodoo priest <coughs> and he was ahead of all the priests in Haiti. And then he came here and uh, because, you know, the so many hardships in Haiti, right? He came here and he's a highly educated man, very highly educated. And he's been starting to teach me a lot about Haitian voodoo, which is kind of cool. Very, very, very similar to Santeria. You know, I find a lot of similarities, you know. Yeah. You'll find that with, you know, and these are called all these things I've described to you. They're either African diaspora religions or African diaspora traditions, or they might call, they might call it um, like the religions, they might call them ATRs, an African traditional religion, or they might call like hoodoo, which is not a religion. They'll call that um, an African tr uh, derivative tradition. But I kind of prefer the African diaspora religion or tradition because the true African religions come from Africa. And I have friends that are African and they tell me a lot of cool things that happens in various parts of Africa. You know, they're still practicing magic like crazy. <laughs> wow. That's, that's so interesting. So when you, like when you were, when you were a nurse and when you were in the military, what made you when did you finally decide that basically you wanted to do something else? I'm, I'm, you mean, when you mean something else, what do you mean? When, what made you want to get into what you are doing right now? I came back to my roots. I just, yeah. I, you, know, you, you, I defied it for so long, you know, and then yeah. probably, I don't know. People always came to me. Always, always, always. People just looked at me and knew there was something different about me. I mean, even mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, people would ask me to come and, you know, I've got a spirit in my house. Can you get rid of it? Even though I never yeah, said anything yeah. to anybody. And then I'd go, right? And 
you know, yeah. in my life, people, you know, can you do a reading for me? I never said I did readings, you know, but they just knew. And, you know, throughout, throughout, I was doing favors for people. Don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. Yeah. But you got to understand too, I'm sick. I'll be 68 in March. And, um, you know, back when I was younger, you could go to jail just for reading cards or being a psychic reader. So, you know, it, it was something that was really, really, really hush hush, especially if you're practicing magic, you know, yeah. um, yeah. you know, people, my, my people were afraid they were going to get deported. You know what I mean? That was a big fear. You know, if they're putting readers in jail, what are they going to do to practitioners? So everything was hidden. Everything was quiet. You know what I mean? And, you know, and then I, as I got older, I became more interested and, mm -hmm. and um, then I started asking my mother questions, what, you know, all the things I used to blow her off with, you know, and, you know, now I wish that if I had listened to my family, I could have an encyclopedia this thick and this big, you know what I mean? And they yeah. took all that information to their graves with them. And, you know, That's sadly, awesome. you know, they've forgotten more than I'll ever know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I always tell people always, always, always to listen to the elders. And, you know, I do this constantly because, you know, please learn from my mistakes. You know what I mean? And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I rolled my eyes and walked away, rolled my eyes and walked away or being embarrassed. You know what I mean? And um, a different time, you know, different uh, era, you know. And um, I don't know, it's all my life people would say, you know, you're a witch. You know, they just have lunch with some strangers, you know, so-and-so lunch and meets and we're just talking about, I don't know what the weather, you know, you're a witch. You know, so I mean, you know, some things you just can't hide. People just know they they sense it subconsciously. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. I became more open. And then one day I just came out of the witch closet. You know, it's like I can do more. I can help people better. I can help people. I can help people, you know, get rid of negativity. I can help mm -hmm. people get rid of of bad entities, you know, I'm not, yeah. exorcisms are a whole different thing. Okay. Yeah. But I can help a lot of people. I, I take, when I do readings, I, you know, I try to help people to learn how to do, perform certain rituals themselves, you know, rather than getting ripped off. Um, you know, I, I've, I've helped a lot of people and that it's, it's very gratifying. And you know, it's so funny because AIDA, A-I-D-A, means to help. You know, mm -hmm. if you look it up and it's like, that's always been my my destiny, you know, both as a nurse and, you know, what I do now. That That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you know if your family, like, was your mother and your father or anybody in your family, were they gifted? Yes, my mother. My mother was a Santera, and a Bruja. So was my aunt. My grandmother, I knew she was a Santera. Okay, but okay. I never met her because, you know, with the Castro thing, you know, Fidel Castro and all that, you know, she got stuck in Cuba. And uh, 
um, you know, Fidel Castro, they took everything and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they were wealthy and they died in poverty, you know, and sadly, but yeah. that's about as far as I know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, um, I know my uncles, I know they were paleros. I know that, um, I don't, I can't tell you anything past my grandmother, you know, before my grandmother, I just don't know. But, you know, they used yeah. to say that um, um, she venerated uh, Baba Luaye, who is St. Lazarus, and, and, and evidently she had problems with some bones. I imagine it was either her back or her legs. I can't remember. And she told him that if she, if he were to cure her, um, she would wear a certain garment every day for the rest of her life. And he cured her. And she always okay. dressed in like a brown burlap mm -hmm. type outfit. And they told me that her she had a rope around her waist that looked like the monk's rope. And that's yep. what she wore every single day. And I didn't know this at the time, but I used to be totally, totally, totally mesmerized with the monks ropes. And I used to volunteer at the Capuchin soup kitchen. Right. And I come up to the monks and it's like, I want to buy your rope, you know, and, and they wouldn't, and they would twirl that rope in front of me and tease me, you know, because they knew I couldn't have it. And it's just kind of funny. You got the DNA memory, right. And here I was just totally in love with that rope for no reason and had to have one and it turned out my grandmother had one and wore it for the rest of her life or you know she probably had several i'm sure she didn't wear dirty clothes every day you know but yeah wow wow amazing that's amazing. my life story <laughs> or i could well, say and I born and then I, I was raised and then i met lady victoria i could tell you that version too. <laughs> You know, I completely understand what you mean about, you know, growing up, even with me growing up. Um, it's funny because I always I I feel I have abilities. I don't know what they are, but I do feel I have them. Uh -huh. um, and it's funny because growing up, you know, kids have imaginary friends, but I honestly felt that it wasn't imaginary to me. Um and of course, you know, if I would talk to like my mom or, you know, a relative of mine about it, they would, you know, send me to the doctors or think, you know, that it's it's normal to have imaginary friend, you know. And then, you know, I've come to find out that my mother was actually um, practicing. Um, I came across a couple of her books in the closet. Um, and then I started practicing, but unfortunately, when I practiced, um, it didn't turn out good because I, I don't know what I did, but I think I did black magic, um. Um, which didn't turn out well. I mean, I ended up, you know, cleansing and I did end up, you know, getting better, recovering from it. Um, but I do understand about growing up. Um, how people would actually refer you to if, if you were to talk to them about it. Definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't take that proverbial imaginary friend. Uh, I don't, I take, I don't, I do take that seriously. You know what I mean? Because yeah. 
the younger someone is, the younger when I when I was a baby, I used to talk to to spirits. You know, I would see mm-hmm. them. You know, and um, I remember them saying, you know, don't tell your mother, don't tell your mother. I remember all of it. I remember like it happened yeah. a month ago, right? And um, you know, I take that very very seriously. But the the younger you are, the closer you are to that spiritual realm because that's where you reincarnated from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's um, the socialization and, and all that with, with the, I don't know what you want to call it, humanoid world, you know, that the older you get, the further away you get from that. But those imaginary friends at, at younger ages, you got to pay attention to those imaginary friends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wrote about this in, in my book and, uh, so this little boy, um, I'm sorry, Jacob, come here, Jacob. See, when I call him, he won't come. I told you that, right? <laughs> plots, plots, baby. So um, there was this little boy and he was talking to um, somebody who said he was St. John, the apostle St. John. And the mother, you know, didn't know what to do and she calls a fraudulent and there's so many frauds out there just mm-hmm. so many frauds you know in this internet world okay yeah and he belonged to an organization that you know mm-hmm. allegedly had you know legitimate practitioners and hi Joni Marie I'm doing okay hi, hi. so um Anyway, um, where was I? So he says, oh, that's the Apostle St. John. Okay. You need to give him food and give him water and do all this stuff. And um, she did it. She starts feeding this entity and giving it food and giving it water and then that entity asked the child can I bring more of my friends now wow why would Saint John the Apostle be talking to this kid and asking permission so he talks to his mother well yeah yeah of course next thing you know they've got demonic activity all over the place oh boy Okay, she yeah. calls me. Okay, because everybody calls me at the last minute, and I'm supposed to, <laughs> <laughs> right? So the place was so haunted, so My God. horrible that um, I had to, her and I together. You know, I, I can't remember what state she's in, but thankfully it was a state with a lot of um, Native American tribes so she and i took you know i'm calling all these tribes she's calling all these tribes because i want a shaman you know i want Mm -hmm. a shaman to go in there but i want a real shaman someone that was born into this not somebody that took shamanic lessons okay Mm -hmm. and um we finally got somebody and um it took him a while to clear that place out it was a name i can't remember what tribe but he was an old man and, you know, he had been with 
evidently they had prepared him for this since he was a kid, like five. You know what I mean? And it took him a while, but he got rid of them. So you got to wow. be careful. You know, that's why I, do. I don't take any imaginary. I don't believe in that word, imaginary friend. I just don't. I really, really don't. I mean, think about manifestation and witchcraft. Okay. When you want something to manifest, you imagine it. Okay. So let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically, there is no entity. There are no entities around you. Okay. And you create this entity, you know, that you can talk to and everything else. You can actually bring life to this. And there are different names for that too. Okay. So you, you watch the kids, watch them, you know, and talk mm -hmm. to them. And, you know, like in my case, thank God I had good spirits around, but they didn't want me to tell my mother. Right. And, um, but, and I didn't, and I, I, I was just a baby. I, I babbled. I, I don't know if I was two or three. Um, but I remember I was in the crib, standing in the crib, and my mother was ironing. And I said to her, blah, 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 blah. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, you know, she has no idea what this baby's saying, right? <laughs> well, I'm telling her there's this guy here. I swear, you know, he kind of resembled George Washington a little bit without that funny hair. And... Um, he was very, very nice. And he said, you know, I'm going and I'm not coming back. And he used to come and visit me all the time. And, and I was like, but, you know, I told you not to tell your mother. And I said, but she didn't even understand me. And he said, it doesn't matter. You tried to tell her. And he never came back again. The one that I really, really liked. You know what I mean? So how many of the bad entities tell kids, don't tell your mother? And whenever I have clients that have children that are acting weird or there's sort some sort of paranormal activity hanging out with that child, the child wants to be alone. The child's talking to themselves or whatever. Okay. Jacob, come here. Um, I always encourage the parents to, to talk to their kids, to have open conversations, mm -hmm. not to demand. I demand to know blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. You don't do that because then you're going to intimidate the kid more. But, you know, to interact with the, the child, to act like the, the entity is welcomed, right, until they get enough information about that entity, you know, and then, you know, better able to eradicate it, right? What do, um... no, Joni, this is Jacob. Uh... <laughs> Okay, I know what he wants. He wants to eat. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I forgot. Can I just stand up for one minute? I need to yeah. put him outside. Okay. I'll be Absolutely. Right Junior. Junior. Come I apologize for that. That's so okay. Sorry. That's okay. You know, he wants everything done yesterday for him and I've spoiled him rotten. So that's how I feel about 
imaginary friends. I don't believe they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I, I, I honestly knew that it, you know, but it's, it's, again, it's hard back then. It's hard to explain to somebody about it. So. Yeah, and it's always hard to talk to parents when you're younger, you know, especially yeah. if they're non-believers, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's very difficult. And, um, but I mean, I think it's important. I think especially nowadays with, you know, so many horrible things happening here, you know, in the world and people calling on demons, you know, more and more often now because they, they want things fast and they want it yesterday. And there's always a price to pay. You know what I mean? And, and um, you know, a lot of times people work with demons and the demons promise them this and that and give them nothing, you know, and by then yeah, it's, yeah. Late, it's, it's the know? power. Everybody, you know, some people want the power. Yeah. And what's that old saying? They'd rather uh, reign in hell than serve in heaven, you know, and, it's like, okay, not me. I love God. Thank you very much. And then some people, I mean, people today tell me they absolutely do not believe in demons. They don't exist and they don't believe in them. Well, that's kind of good if they, if they don't believe in demons. You know, what mm -hmm. I see a lot of, and I can't get this in my head at all, okay, what I find very, very hard to, to swallow is a lot of people, I would say I've encountered probably about 20, okay, that have demons, have an attachment, okay, and they don't want my help because they don't believe in God. It's like, well, then how am I supposed to help you? You know what I mean? And, and why did you even come to me? There was one that he was a man that was, you know, complaining about something hanging out his left ear. Okay. He just kept feeling it and feeling it. And somebody shot a picture of it and it was like this black blob. So I sent that picture to, um, photo experts. Okay. And, <laughs> I don't know anything about photography, but they enlarged it and it was a monster. It was a monster with, it was just disgusting. And I showed it to them, I said, that's what this blob is. And well, I don't, I don't believe in God. It's like, then, then what are you going to do? I mean, I'm sure there's other ways, but no matter what religion you go to, if you go to the Wiccans, there's still a God and a goddess. You know what I mean? If you mm -hmm. don't believe in that, if you go to the, any of the African diaspora religions, there's a God. You know, if you go to Buddha, you know, anybody, there's a God. So I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you. I don't know why you came to me. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't make sense. And yet... I have clients because hoodoo is so um, predominantly Christian, as is Santeria and all the, and I already explained now that to you. Mm -hmm. I have clients that are not Christian and they come to me and 
I tell them what to do and, and they do it. They do it. They do it in the name of the Christian deities and things work. You know what I mean? So it isn't like they're dismissing their religions. They're just incorporating Christianity also into their belief system. But mm -hmm. to say, you know, you would rather have all these horrible problems than to work with God to help you get rid of it. Where's where's the logic there? I don't get it. I just don't get the logic. And then my yeah. second question has always been, what did you do to bring this on? You know, a lot of times, you know, demons won't bother you unless there's an invitation. Okay. Mm -hmm. The only time they will bother you and there wasn't an invitation, like say this house, okay, say there's all these demons in this house and then I buy the house, right? Well, I bought them too, right? That's the only exception, you know, when they're already present, you know, but in almost all cases, there's some sort of an invitation, okay? And... It's like these people that say, I don't believe in God and I don't want your help if you're going to work with God. You know, it's like makes me wonder, oh, did you invite them? Did you, you know, did you practice some sort of ceremonial whatever? And that's the other thing too, ceremonial magic. Okay. Ceremonial magicians will spend legitimate ceremonial magicians legitimate ones okay they spend years and years studying how to banish a demon before they even begin working with demons so you can't just read a book and yeah. and that's what people there's so many books out there on ceremonial magic right and yeah it's like, these shouldn't even be out there at all and i get people calling me that they read this book and now they've got all these demons bothering them and it's like oh god let me guess you read blah 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 book yeah yeah you know it, it doesn't work that way a true ceremonial magician has had a mentor for years you know what i mean mm -hmm. they can't even begin to to even practice any type of magic until they know how to banish and control demons. You just can't read a book and say, okay, I'm a ceremonial, ceremonial magician. You know, that's when all hell breaks loose. And I yeah. had a case like that, and I don't think it's going to get televised, but, you know, I had a case like this on, on an independent movie, but I don't think it's going to get aired because I busted the, um, I busted the whole thing. You know, I knew exactly what was going on. And um, this woman owned um, a shop mm -hmm. and then she had all this, um, all these really, really, really bad activities happening. And once I investigated everything and interviewed her, I had said all along, someone's practicing ceremonial magic that doesn't know what they're doing. And she vehemently denied any of that and then when i interviewed her i caught her bingo so um i think she brought in these demons so she could sell the stuff in her shop you know what i mean oh my and, God. 
And so the person doing the film, I don't think he's going to show I me. Mean, he was totally upset with me, you know, and it's like, you know, cause the whole theme of it was help her, you know, but then when she tells me she doesn't want me to eradicate them, it's like, okay, then why am I even here? You know, but, um, yeah, they use ceremonial magic, not knowing what the hell they're doing. And what do you end up? You end up with demonic infestation. And for those of you that don't know, um, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of, of demons. Okay. You've got one devil, you know, that's Satan, but it's like a hierarchy. Okay. You've got, you know, the top president, then you've got, you know, your four-star generals, which are the big, big yeah. names of demons. And then it, and I always, you know, and I tell this all the time, I compare this to an, um, a military structure because I'm military, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. at the bottom, you got the soldiers and you got the sergeants and you've got the, you know, the uh, buck sergeant, master sergeant, then you got the lieutenant and the captain, and the major and the colonels and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, aside from the main ones that everybody knows, there's millions and millions and millions of demons, millions. So, you know, how are you going to even control what you don't even know, you know, what it is or what it is? And the funny thing is, you know, if you catch them on recordings on EVPs or Avalis, they all say I'm Satan. Every one of them say I'm Satan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I Satan noticed that. Nothing better to do than to hang out everywhere at one time. No, they do that for intimidation purposes, you know, and the lesser demons always come in first and they're easier to get rid of, you know, and it's convenient. And, you know, it's like you can't, they don't like, they won't, you, you have to fight them to get their name because once you have their name, you have some control over them. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, they're not going to tell you their name. They're going to tell you, my name's Satan, or if they're trying to deceive you, they'll say, my name is John, or my name is Joe. They come up with all this horse crap. You know what I mean? They never say that. They never give a different demon's name <clears throat> as their own because, you know, they have mm -hmm. a brotherhood there. You know what I mean? So if you do hear a demonic name, um, you know, look it up. You know what I mean? And um, if it is a demonic name, then it... It really is their name because they just won't give up a brother. You know what I'm saying? they That would mean like me hurting somebody and saying, oh, I'm Lady Victoria Darkwood. You know, I wouldn't mm -hmm. do, you know what I mean? They wouldn't do that to their own brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's weird. Like someone actually came to me the other day and they were, they were like, you know, this person actually believes in demons. They go, well, do you think it's because the world is changing and there's so much more anger in the world that is causing these demons to come out and manifest? Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Vice versa. Do you think all these demons are coming out and causing all this anger? You know what I mean? So one feeds on the other. It's like this causes that, but that causes this. And it's just a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. What is Joni saying? Some believe they are blameless. I am helping 
Some believe they are blameless. I am helping a friend who believes she was hacked, but I also know she has made a few witches mad at her. Sometimes self-guilt brings on her. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, which is it? You know, is it, is she cursed or is she cursing herself or is it both? You know, so Joni's got a dilemma in her hands too. Mm -hmm. So, so that, I don't know how we got into that. I'm, I don't know. You asked me <laughs> to tell you about myself. I don't know how we ended up here. Okay. That's okay. So <laughs> I know. I, okay. Well, you know, what's these demons? that is fine. That's fine. So you have been on the discovery channel. You've been on many channels and we spoke about before we came on live about the Michigan hell house. Um, what would you say is the, not worst experience you've had, but the most intense experience that you have had. On Michigan, you mean? Okay, wait. just in general. You know, I, I, I guess the worst experiences I've had. You know, I wrote about one. You know, in in my book, Who to Cleansing and Protection Magic. I kind of end the chap the the book with um. You know, the last chapter is, um, you know, when I was being trained by a, a minister, a Christian minister. And, um, you know, I always, you know, I joke about it. It's like, no, I'm not going to do this again, even though I did. But um, I had this little old lady. She couldn't have been more than 80 pounds, but she was possessed. She beat the shit out of me. Really? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, they get extraordinary strength and you know and and the the mental abuse that you take from these things is really bad you know mm -hmm. they they insult things that are very sensitive to you you know um my teeth i'm always embarrassed about my teeth because they're crooked you know and they'll tune in on that They'll tune in on secrets. They know secrets. But, you know, what they do is they they love to embarrass you. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll tell a truth and then they'll tell a lie and then they'll tell the truth. So it's all believable. You know what I mean? And, you know, you're kind of embarrassed around the people around you and you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, you know, that isn't true, you know, and they break you down. It's like an emotional torture. Okay. I've kind of passed that point now that I don't, you know, I don't listen to them, but in the beginning I did, you know what I mean? And that can easily weaken you, you know what I mean? But it's a physical, it's the physical abuse. You just don't know what they're going to do. You know, yeah. I haven't seen anything like they show on tv i haven't seen ever levitation yeah. <clears throat> or any of that um i've never seen that i've seen you know paranormal activity but not not that levitation stuff okay mm -hmm. um their breath is really bad they smell really bad everything about them is repulsive and disgusting they just you know they just take over and they're just dark they're dark i mean that it's dark 
I, I can't, it's like so dark. You just want to throw up and you just want to get out, you know, and you can't, you know, and you have to, your faith, your faith is constantly being challenged because they can, they weaken you. You know what I mean? And, and that darkness and, and let's change the subject. <laughs> so Michigan also was pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. That, um, yeah. I was blown away myself. Yeah. From Joni, what Joni said. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel sorry for Dwayne, you know, and, you know, for those that, you know, don't know that Dwayne did die. He died shortly after Michigan Hell House was aired. And, um, but he had been sick for a while. And, um, but God, you know, what that family endured back then. And yeah, they not, you know, they didn't say this. They did not say this in the program, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So one of the, um, the uh, officers that went there because it was constantly being investigated. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he was, whoever he was, he was like higher up. Okay. in in the, he peed and pooped in his pants. That's how bad the activity was there. He peed and pooped on himself. You know what I mean? Um, I feel really, really bad. I, I feel really, really bad that they endured this and, it was the real deal. You know, it was just so, so sad. You know, uh, that yeah, portal, and, you know, I could feel, I could feel that, yeah. you know, initially I told them cause I felt something, you know, and I was, they took me to that circle and, you know, he says, you know, I found this could be a fairy circle. And I'm thinking, Oh Jesus, you know, I'm really doubt the unseely fairies were <laughs> hanging out there too, you know? And I got on there and I was like, the difference was so profound and, you know, obviously they cut this out. Right. But I said, you know, I got to be honest with you. I can't rule out radiation activity. That's how different the feeling was. And I said, you know, it could be an unsealy circle, but you know, I think it's, a, you know, either I said either or is what I said. It's either a radiation, you know, something was buried in there that was, you know, radiation or it's a portal. So <clears throat> when I did <clears throat> the ceremony, you know, what they failed to tell people was I did that ceremony at 2.30 in the morning. That ceremony that you saw me do, mm -hmm. okay, I did it at 2.30 bewitching hour, right? And... The whole time I was terrified that it was radiation. I was like, oh my God. I don't care if 20,000 demons show up. I don't want to be infested with radiation poisoning, right? So the, the circle, you know, it was, you know, what I did, they made it really, really fast, you know, but, you know, I did all the stuff, okay? Yeah. And then at the very end, I say this prayer and I jab the um, iron knife in there. But the whole time I'm thinking, I'm going to get radiation poisoning. This better be a portal. It better be a portal. And when I jab that last 
you know, thing with the hammer, mm -hmm. whoo, everything went away. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was more grateful that it was a portal. You know what I mean? Because I thought if this feeling remains, I got to go see a physician. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And this wasn't worth risking my life over, you know? Yeah. But it out that's what it was. It was actually a portal. So gave you a little uh, behind the scenes. That uh, was awesome. Particularly when you were like, like if you see me faint, you need to douse me with, with a. Uh, oh, the holy uh, water. The yeah, holy yeah. water. Yeah. No, in case, it, you know, in case they tried anything. You know what I yeah, mean? That, yeah. that was my biggie. You know, in case they tried anything, this is what we do. And, you know, my other concern was somebody might try to possess me. You know what I mean? I, that was my other concern. And um, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was very grateful that it was a portal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there any place that you would want to go? Like any any place that you would love to travel or anywhere you would like to go? You mean as far as for paranormal activity? Not necessarily paranormal activity, just uh, any any desire to travel or take a trip or go in like a particular place that you want to go, whether or not it's to, you know, explore the religion beliefs or, you know, or other things. I've been Is to particular countries place? so far. Okay. okay. I climbed the pyramid in Chichen Itza at Castillo. Oh, wow. Okay, I and I write about that in my book, Kudu Cleansing and Protection Magic, and met up with an entity there. I've climbed pyramids in Mexico City. Um, I've been to Peru. I've been to Machu Picchu. Okay, I've seen the runes. I've seen the runes in Greece. And, wow. you know, because I've been to so many countries, mm -hmm. I've noticed that there were a lot of similarities in certain ancient structures. And it's like, why is this similar to that? You know, I'm, I'm in the Middle East. Why is this matching stuff that I'm seeing in Central America or South America? And that's when I got interested in ancient aliens. It's like, you know, there's some truth to this because if you see some of those structures in person, yeah. And you know how old they are because they've been carbon dated, right? It's like, oh, wow. You know, how did they do this? We don't have the machines today. Now, the one place I would like to go is to Bolivia. And they have the H blocks there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the H blocks cannot be explained. They are precision cut. There are no tools, none that can replicate this. And they're thousands and thousands of years old. I would like to explore that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's, I've been to so many countries, you know. Yeah. It, and I've explored all the metaphysical that I possibly can. You know, some stuff I've blown off as baloney, you know. Um, I've been to Stonehenge um, before it was fenced off. Um, 
you know, I'm old. I told you I'll be 68 this this year. But, you know, I've been to the I hear that El Castillo in, in Chichen Itza. I hear that's fenced off now, too. So I've been I've been fortunate enough to have been to a lot of these places before they were fenced off. You know, mm-hmm. um, um, I've seen things in Greece. I've been to Patmos in Greece where St. John wrote Revelations. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. And they believe that um, the Virgin Mary was hidden there for a while. Um, I've been to a lot of places, you know, and um, interesting. You know, there's a lot of places that you can feel energies. And there's a lot of places that you can't. There's a lot of places that's baloney. I remember there was this big, big talk. Everybody was talking about, oh, the Virgin Mary keeps appearing in in this church and i'm not going to tell you the state because um it'll disclose it but oh you know i couldn't wait to go and i went with friends and i was so disappointed i was in the news and the newspapers and i was just so very 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 sad to see because i'm a debunker i'm a debunker Mm -hmm. and that's why uh, a lot of people don't like me because you know, I had that scientific mind too, and I'll debunk in a heartbeat, you know. Oh my God, everything was rigged. They rigged up a Catholic church just to bring in tourists, and that just disgusts me. And then somebody said, Oh, yeah, you know, the Virgin Mary showed up in the back. Yeah, she was sitting in a tree. Yeah. Why would she be sitting in a tree, <laughs> asshole? You know, it's like you expect me to believe this crap. So there's a lot of stuff that's rigged and baloney. Yeah. And, and it's like such a disappointment, you know, when it happens. It's just such a disappointment. But there's <laughs> stuff out there that's the real deal. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's in the paranormal field. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, for entertainment purposes only, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very, very sad. It's very sad, you know, being a paranormal investigator, you know, no offense to you or anybody else, but for me, that's really boring. Just bring me in when you want to get rid of it. Okay. (laughs) See, I'd like, I'd like, I like challenging myself. So I don't bring in a lot of equipment. I just bring myself, maybe Mm -hmm. a voice recorder, maybe some dousing rods. And I just go in there and I, I feel the whole place. And see what happens. That's how I investigate. Well, I don't know how these people, because I would be like, give me a gun so I can shoot myself. They do all this video and audio recording. And then they come back to wherever the heck they were, right? Okay. Nice seeing you too, Joni Marie. Blessings to you. And then they sit there. For hours and hours and hours watching these recordings to see if mm-hmm. they, I would last five minutes, Lady Victoria. I would last five. I don't know. I don't have the patience. I just don't yeah, have yeah, patience. yeah. It takes it takes a lot of. It's particularly if you have multiple videos going, cameras going on the same time. It takes hours and hours to review it. it does. Oh God, no! I, I can't handle that. Uh-uh. <laughs> Thank you. No, thank you. Call me when you want me to get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I, I basically am a, I, I, I actually CMPS. Um, I've, I've had the company, well, I, the founder of it for now more than 10 years. What does that mean? What does Central Mass Paranormal Society. Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I've had it now for, I would say more than 10 years. Um, you know, it's just myself and my very close friend of mine. Um, and that's basically what we do. We just go to various places and we just tune into the environment and to see what happens. So. I mean, when something does happen, do you get rid of it? Um, it's usually, it's, so for me, it's, it's, so when I go into a place, I feel sometimes I would say nine out of 10 of the times I feel what happened to that person. For example, there was, you know, we, I went into this house and little did I know it used to be a police station. Uh So I walk into the front door and all of a sudden I get an intense chest pain. Uh Um, and then to the point that I have to like sit down and then, you know, time goes on. Then later on, I started bawling my eyes out crying. So we, we went on into the investigation. And then when we did the background history, there was a police officer that actually was shot and he died right where I was experiencing. But then afterwards there was an elderly guy that has been married to his wife for God, a very long time. And she passed and he ended up, you know, basically dying of a broken heart. So that's what I was experiencing also. So I think for me, it's, I, I, I feel what's going on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that happens to me too. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But speaking about being in places, um, you know, I played the piano for years and years and years, classical music. And um, my favorite, favorite, favorite composer was Muzio Clementi. And I just adored his music. It was so Victorian. And, you know, you just oh, felt yeah. like bowing and dancing. It's, it's, you know, Chopin, I love Chopin too. You can just feel what they're thinking when you're playing their music. But you know, Monsieur Clemente was so uplifting. And and I always, you know, whenever I play the piano and play his music, I picture myself dressed in, you know, the, the way the, the ladies the did. Times, and, yeah. And then yeah, the man was dressed, you know, and then we we go to, and then we bow. And so anyway, I went to Westminster Abbey and there's all these different people that are buried there. They're buried in the walls or buried on the floors, right? And... Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling anything. I didn't feel anything here. It was so strange. I felt no spiritual activity at all, right? Mm -hmm. I'm standing there, you know, at the time I was married. And I said, you know, I said to my husband, I says, I don't feel anything at all. And then I I heard a voice said, look down, look down. I was standing right over Musio Clemente's grave. I was standing right on it. It was like, okay. <laughs> Spirit guy must have been said, you don't feel anything? Look down, you idiots. You know? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. 
That's crazy. That's what I know. <laughs> wow. Well, it's about that time. Wow. Time flew. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. It sure did. So it was great having you on the show. Um, if you wouldn't mind sticking around backstage. Okay. And I'll come back to you and talk to you in a bit. Okay. Um, I'm going to go get my dog again while you're. All right. Talking. Well, thank you so much. Okay. I'll be here. I'll be. I'm just going to go get. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, what an amazing lady. Um, you definitely want to check out Miss Aida. Um, the social links are on the bottom of the screen here down there if you want to check her out um and hopefully i will see everybody in two weeks with my very special guest i'm not gonna say you just have to tune in and find out all right so i'll see everybody later talk to you later bye <laughs>